on an old nightstand at the back of a red freight container in a settlement in the Eurasian Darklands. A green ceramic coffee mug shook, shivered, and sloshed all the way to the edge, teeter-tottered twice, and fell smashing to the ground. A boy shot up with a quiet yelp, leaned over to look at the pieces, and rose urgently from his hammock bed. Eto zemlietra his sister asked over the ongoing rumble. Niet, father said, rubbing his eyes. Zemliatrisinya ne praesodit zdis. But that did nothing to help. If it wasn't an earthquake, what was it? Yasebrayus pasmatrit, the boy told them, tiptoeing carefully around the broken mug. It jumped and jittered even now where it lay. Patashditya, mother pleaded. The boy looked at her grimly as the quake only worsened. He said. He didn't mean to be defiant, but he had to see for himself. Outside, the concrete was cold on his feet, and a wet mist beaded on his face and bare arms. The shipping yard was bright with a midnight sun that wouldn't go down, and from one end to the other, he could see his neighbors opening their own cargo doors, could hear their nervous shouts over the low roar of the tremors, could feel them stirring inside their converted shipping container homes, all shaking and echoing with the sounds of toppling shelves and shattering glass. And beyond the settlement, too, across the forgotten port all the way to where the concrete ended, he could hear the untouched sea cans, hundreds of them, green, brown, blue, orange, red, all lined up in rows, stacked two, three, four high, all waiting for ships that wouldn't ever dock, all trembling, all wavering, all losing their cargo as the ground shook beneath them. By this point, everyone was out, dumbstruck, shivering, calculating the damage under the nighttime light, when something happened out at sea that made the rest of all of this look like the sideshow it really was. There, in the distance, waves capped white and blue through the usual polar fog as anyone might expect. But it didn't take long to see the swell, the source of the quake. Just a little farther out, like a mountain growing all at once out of the ocean. It grew so high that it parted the water, and two giant waves cascaded down its sides and slid violently up the shore, all the way to the concrete, as though reaching out to the Darklanders, trying to escape from the very monster their sea had birthed. It was hard for the boy to make sense of it. What was he looking at? What had arrived? In the midnight mist, it stuck out wildly. This black beast of a thing rising from the ocean as the earth shook around it, towering over the container port and casting the whole settlement in shadow. People were running now, as fast as they could, back into their homes or even just away, out, anywhere but here. And he could hear his mother calling, begging him to follow, begging him to come back into the safety of her arms. But what good would that do? Against this leviathan... What safety was left? So instead, the boy ran forward, arms up, 
calling out as he rushed the rocky beach and as cold salt water swept his feet and splashed his face. Stove, he called. Stove hatitia. As soon as he asked it, the monster answered. With a terrible squeal, its great gaping jaws opened up, revealing the shiny, sharp teeth of its mouth, the cavernous belly beyond. And there, on the long metallic ramp of a tongue as it extended great by great to the ground before him, the boy saw the visitor, the tamer of this beast, walking calmly to the shore. Behind the boy, those villagers still outside their homes bowed down without hesitation, knees and heads to the ground, arms out and asking only for mercy, nothing more. The boy saw this, and he stood only straighter. Что вы хотите? He asked again.